So the other day, M turned to me and said, once I get over this crush, I can return to my calm, chill self. And I said, M, you've never been calm or chill in your entire life. <laughs> Hello, my name's Shah. And my name's M. And welcome to Gay Panic. This is we us. Are, you know, I think there's not a lot of gay panicking people out there on the internet, but in reality, a lot of people are gay and panicking. Exactly. Look at my nan showing up. We're just going to be gay for a family on podcast, aren't we? We're trying to open the door in a Okay, minor there. interjection. Em's nan might be at the door, and we're filming our first episode of our gay podcast. <laughs> okay, break over. Um... What are we doing right now, Em? So currently filming the podcast and my doorbell rings and I'm like shitting myself because I'm kind of hiding from my nan right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been quite the chaotic day to start this podcast because I was on my way and Em said, my nan just turned up out of the blue. She lives halfway across the other side of the country and <laughs> she decided she was going to come down this weekend without <laughs> asking if it was okay. So that's my week and now I've had to like book off time to like deal with my chaotic conspiracy theory nan who loves <laughs> to talk about how Barack Obama is children so oh wow that's, <laughs> that's my day um, and the doorbell just rang and we just looked at each other like it's her she's is here it's your nan and was like is it one of the gays because we've got a bunch of gays coming over and I was like I think it's your nan the gays would never be on time <laughs> yeah so we're just currently hoping that my nan hasn't um, turned up to my house unannounced Again. For the second time In today. today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if she does turn up, maybe we'll just get her to watch Drag Race with us and give her the gay agenda. I guess now we should talk about ourselves. We should. So, my name is Shah. I am 24, nearly 25, and I'm a Scorpio. She's a part of TikTok's lesbian. Oh no! <laughs> okay. I am a wannabe TikTok's lesbian, but I'm not quite there yet. Shah. I like saw Shah on um, Tinder and I was like, I know her from TikTok. And then I messaged her like, I've seen you on um, on TikTok. And you're like, oh God. I was, I was like, that's like, oh, <laughs> friends. The end. Oh yeah, in the oh, most lesbian to me. <laughs> I was like, in the most lesbian way possible, we met on Tinder. <laughs> Iconic. But yeah, so she's a lesbian, I would say. Oh, stop I, it. I sort of saw her TikTok before I even knew her, so... Now I'm in awe. No, I'm in awe. I like worked my way in. Hey, I'm the one that's in the presence of a bait Brighton lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I worked my way in and now I'm in, in um, the presence of my favourite celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Fun facts. So my name's Emily. Um, I am triple Virgo, which is ridiculous because I am so unorganised and a massive mess. But somehow I have like the most like anal sign in my sun, moon and rising. So I don't know how that came about. I think maybe my birthday is wrong. Maybe I was born on a different day. Maybe I'm Gemini, sun, moon and rising. It's all, it's all been a lie. I think it's possibly <laughs> a lie, but I feel like no one who meets me thinks I'm a good, I'm a Virgo because I'm just such a mess. No, I didn't. I thought you, I don't know what I thought you were, like a Libra or something. Well, maybe that's the vibe. Like, You've got a Libra energy. Everyone I go for is a Libra. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so like weirdly enough, my like, the 
before I came out, my boyfriend was a Libra from Reading, and then my next girlfriend after that, I left him for was a Libra from Reading. What? So, That's my hometown. Yeah. How crazy. <laughs> that's a red flag. That they're from Reading. <laughs>
a lot, but I think it's like a bit fake. I think I let have been a, exposed. I have a bit of a theory, right? Okay, it's a real conspiracy. Hit me. So Charlotte always goes on about milk, like as if she's like obsessed with milk. The minute a milk walks into the room, she's not down with, for the milk. Okay, you base that off the most terrifying <laughs> milks. The most terrifying milks I have ever seen. They were the scariest milks ever. They were like the so terrifying. <laughs> there was like five milks. This is what M's assessment is based on. I will say, I was really not into those milks. <laughs> they were terrifying. And actually, I think maybe your conspiracy was right that I only like straight milks. Yeah. Which is really toxic and I hate myself for it. But I feel like the MILFs I'm attracted to do not want me. They are straight and therefore it's more appealing and I like it. Yeah. And then when they're a gay MILF, I'm okay. like, I don't care. I feel like maybe that's true. Or maybe you hate MILFs. That is true. Although I was thinking about a MILF yoga teacher. Oh, week. yeah. You only like unavailable MILFs. I like unavailable MILFs yeah, a lot. I don't know why. You don't like MILFs that actually want to date you. Or up to you. Yeah. But anyway, you were panicking about your yoga teacher. Yeah. I have a MILF yoga teacher. I know I'm a bit scared when I hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, she gives me gay panic. She's straight of course, because every MILF that gives me gay panic is a heterosexual woman. Yeah. Um ideally married, I'd say that's my type. Yeah. And then I can't do anything about it. But that's probably for the best because I'm so awkward that if I tried to pursue the MILF, I would do something stupid and I'd humiliate myself. So maybe that's why I'm protecting myself by only liking unavailable MILFs because then I can't do anything embarrassing. Mm. <gasps> <Psychotherapy>. therapy. <laughs> so yeah, MILFs make me gay panic, but not just, not just real MILFs, but fictional MILFs because I am obsessed with Winona Ryder and I follow this TikTok account that's like <laughs> Noni edits. <laughs> edits and I was watching them the other day and I was literally like I love this woman I simply must marry her so yeah uh what else is maybe gay panic Zolita's somebody I fucked once video if none of you have seen it go on YouTube type it in it is so good it's like all of our high school cheerleader fantasies like but I'm a cheerleader but it's gay super gay and what else made me gay panic? Fletcher, but Fletcher always makes me oh, gay panic. Is it that picture she posted? It is that picture. <laughs> we both shared it to our stories and I realised that I was like, we're actually obsessed with this woman. Like, I love it. She is our religion. She's so fucking hot. One time someone said I was like giving Fletcher vibes and I think that was a lie. <laughs> no, you do give Fletcher vibes when you're in your suit. Yeah, if I wear a suit. I also maybe. feel like Fletcher, like I've met Fletcher, which is my claim to fame. This is like the, the best the best day of my life was when I met Fletcher. And the best part about it is she walked into my coffee shop because um, I jokingly invited her on Instagram and then she fucking came and she was wearing a suit. The gay panic I experienced on that day, I was it was awful. Like I look back at it and I'm cringing because I was I worked like a 10 hour shift. I looked disgusting, I had greasy hair and fucking Fletcher walks in the suit and I was like, and she's so cool and like, hey, and I was like, oh, gay panic. Gay panic, gay panic. I think I actually said, oh my God, like, what did I say? I think I was like, what can I get you? And she was like a chai latte. And then I went, a what? And she's like, a chai latte. And I just couldn't even hear her. Because <laughs> I was getting panicked so much. So cool. <laughs> anyway, what about you? What have you get panicked about this week? I have a 
um, I have a date. I had a date with someone, and now I've got a second date, and it's quite a cute day. This person is stunning as well. Yeah, they're so hot. Oh, um, gorgeous. Yeah, they're really, really hot. So I have a hot date with a really hot girl in London. Um, and like she's planned out like every detail, like the museum we're going to, like the the lunch place we're going to, where we're going for cocktails, and it's just literally so cute. And I'm a bit gay panic. <laughs> I don't think you need to go panic because you composed yourself on the last day with her, so you'll be able to... I was pretty chill. Yeah. I wasn't. I don't know if I was. I'd say you were quite chill. From your messages as well, like you weren't going panicking that much. I didn't think I was. I think I've stopped going panicking so much recently because I've been a bit dead inside. <laughs> You're running low <laughs> on serotonin. Um, you kind of moved on, interestingly from like the Brighton circle to oh, the London yeah. circle. I've just realised that, you totally And there's obviously a reason for that. And that's because I've got through a lot of people in Brighton, all they're all my friends. Yeah, that or is Or they don't know of me because I'm a very bright lesbian. Yeah, we were saying if we made like a chart, we would be able to see how many in our friend group had either like like, or been on dates with the same person because I feel like Brighton's small enough that we would all have overlaps. Yeah, Brighton's so small and there's a quite yeah. big like lesbian scene, and so that's the whole thing that you need to avoid. So I'm now moving to London, not physically, but <laughs> on my Tinder radius. <laughs> you my mind. Um, well, I say my go vagina is moving to London. Your vagina is moving to London. The rest of me can stay here. <laughs> True, London sucks to live in. But it's great to like explore and see. There's a lot of fit people in London. There's so many fit. There's more fit people in London there as well. So yeah, I agree. You so know, many more options. It's a lot of options. Mm. But yeah, so another thing I'm getting panicked about this week is further evidence that Taylor Swift is at least bisexual, and I like to call her Gayla Swift. <laughs> and the further evidence this week that's come out is the fact that she basically has. Um, written a letter to Girl in Red. First of all, what straight people listen to Girl in Red? Wait, how many, like, do that? None. <laughs> None. So she's written a letter to Girl in Red, um, like, saying, I think this is probably old news, but I saw it on TikTok this week, so... Yeah, it counts as new really news. Really old news. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wrote that to Girl in Red, being like, I love your music, and stuff like that, and, like, saying all the songs that she liked. And like, and like, yeah, girl in red was like, look what Taylor Swift has done. It's just like, who? Like, and like wrote, I think made things out of her song lyrics or something. Aww. It's literally so gay. I'm gonna have to show you later, but it's the gayest thing I've literally ever seen. Um, but Taylor Swift also like, there's so much evidence. Like, we're not gonna go all the way into it, but like the Carly Cross thing and the like fact that she has a bisexual flag in her hair and you need to calm down. It's like. Size. Also Betty, but like that was supposed oh, to be Betty, a man's perspective. Yeah. It's like, it's a bit gay. It? It's like, was it though? Also, like, there's a, there's a line in Betty that's like standing in your cardigan. Like, why would you stand? Why would a guy stand in a girl's cardigan? They're just like standing there, and they're like, like half the sleeves, like the sleeves up half of his arms, and it's like stomach hanging out. out. Do you know what I mean? It I think so it's actually gay. I see. I'm not fully sold on the Taylor Swift is. Gayla Swift. Gayla Swift. But you're persuading me with the girl and red stuff because, like, why would you write to I'm going to get you so much evidence and you will be persuaded. 
just like <laughs> you know the girl from Glee who played Quinn Diana Avon? oh yeah like there's a whole thing with that as well like there's loads of like is she by? I don't know I think they might have been together there's like what? theories that like some of like the songs were about her who the fuck's at the door who is interrupting our gay time <laughs> I feel like I should answer the door we asked on our Instagram for you guys to send us in questions and we would give our bad gay advice and we thought that would be quite funny so I'm gonna pull up the questions that we got the question is how to pull a bit off and I think Shah does not know how to do this because she has never done it I've actually never succeeded oh no I have once have. I have once oh I'm not even thinking of that time oh my god maybe and Shah does know how to pull no, it is. okay so if we're including what you're thinking about not really because it was like yeah. it was emotional pulling it wasn't physical pulling I've emotionally pulled a milf <laughs> I have never actually like been successful, but one time I managed to kind of, I basically was at a party and managed to, I wouldn't say pull a milf, but like, I mean, she was like single divorcee. Ooh. Actually, I did pull a milf because we did kiss. So yeah, I guess that counts. You did. What was the actions that you did to pull a milf? I think the key was us both doing shots oh, and then we shots. kissed. But yeah, you know, that's all we did, we kissed. So I didn't really like, Pull a mill, but we had a little kiss. Yeah, maybe I, that counts. I'm not sure I have any advice about how to pull a mill because I've never had a milk experience. But Emma also doesn't like milks. Like fancy milks. She doesn't fancy milks. Actually, if you want to know how to pull a milk, what you need to do is go to our bar on like a Thursday. <laughs> no, maybe Friday. A fr- I, think. I think it was a Friday. We yeah, were there. I think you go to our bar on a Friday and they're like chaotic milk like zombies. They're, they're like, like scary milks. You know, like swap them away with like. A and then they start oh my god we have to tell this is a quick interjection we were at our bar and obviously i'm giving my my bs like oh my god i love milfs which yeah. as we've established i'm not good at pulling them but i do admire them from afar and all these milfs come in there's like so many milfs they literally like release the milfs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we have to remix that oh my god um everyone there was milfs there was like no one our age and then the milfs were basically just hitting on our whole friend group everybody in the bar they were like ruthless milfs the MILFs, when they realised they couldn't get with the younger girls, just started getting with each other. Like, every oh MILF gosh. just got together, and it was just, like, MILF chaos. It was chaos, but I think yeah. the MILFs were, like, initially, like, their number one target was the young girls. <laughs> yeah. Number one target. Yeah. Number two target was each other. But then, if they couldn't get with each other, they would get with the, st- the rogue straight man hanging out at the gay bar. They did, and actually, there was, like, a really dykey MILF who came up to me and my friend Mads and literally made Maddie lick her arm. It was a long story, but it was weird as fuck. <laughs> and then was like, so are you two coming home with me? And we were like, no, <laughs> just walked away. She literally was a lesbian. She had told us she was lesbian. Even she got with a man and went home with a man and we were just very confused. She, she'd like tried it with every girl in the bar. It like was gross. Like she'd went through Didn't like she the status. Yeah, oh, she got literally everyone. And, and then I saw her on yeah, she's like, I think she's like 35, so she does qualify as a MILF. I think, oh god, that's me talking about your MILF age. Yeah, you're getting close to MILF age. No, don't even say that. <laughs> that's not MILF age. MILF is like 40. Yeah, I'd say MILF, no. A MILF's like 36. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Anyway, um, in conclusion, how to pull a MILF, I don't know. M doesn't know. I just think enter. But we think enter bar revenge. Enter bar revenge and shots. 
and shorts and talk about their ex-husbands oh yeah bitch about men with them and then yeah. they'll love it they'll so, eat it up. yeah that's my advice yeah. good luck with that let us know if it works alternatively just watch the l word and try and channel shane because shane can just pull any milk she wants yeah. and i wish i was her <laughs> like sherry jaffy <laughs> sherry jaffy that was really triggering i'm not gonna lie that whole like just like her like falling for like a married woman yeah it like, really triggered me see i had to like re remember the show jeff thinks it was that relevant to me so it's like obviously have very different triggers we do yeah oh good times like my triggers are like americans and milfs and your triggers are like edgy brunette bisexuals <laughs> who loves a party anyway um what was our next question so em how do you get over your first gay heartbreak and then in brackets it says even healthy ones oh that's that's mm. wrong sorry you go through that because it's the worst it's so bad i have some like serious advice but i don't know how, whether to go with that or like i think you should because yeah. em is almost a trained therapist aren't you well i've done some counseling qualifications and psychology degree and i kind of i'm a some level of coach's job but we won't go into that <laughs> but <laughs> i, I do job. give people advice on the day somehow i don't know how because i'm fucking if you're good at advice, you just don't necessarily take your own advice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Alright, so, legit advice that I have is, like, just, like, be very aware of, like, what is the situation. So, like, you're, you had feelings for the first time for someone, and that was really intense. Like, you probably never experienced that before. Like, that's something that's new to you, that's something that's super intense. It must be, like, all of those hormones rushing through your body, and, and then when that ends, like, there's a big withdrawal. Like, that is biologically a withdrawal. On top of that, you've not had that experience before, so it's, like, a very, like, novel experience. So it might feel like it's going to last forever. You don't know what's going to happen. It's very confusing. Just, like, be very aware of, like, what's happening there. Like, it's scary because you don't know if it's going to end. You don't know when it's going to end. You know what's going to happen. It's also, like, really painful, like, physically painful, like, emotionally painful. And just like like just be like watch the mind i guess like be very aware of like what's going on and like also like everything you do is like you're doing so fucking well like you've got out of bed you're doing so well like give yourself a hug you're doing so well like just by like walking to work or like anything you're doing so well because it's literally so painful like such a massive withdrawal to like lose someone that you see every day and it's also grief as well like the same way when someone dies you've lost someone exactly the same it might be even more intense because you're experiencing rejection at the same time if they broke up with you and you're experiencing sadness and this is like a whole new thing you might think oh i never will feel that for someone again which you will but it feels like that at the time because that's the only time you've ever experienced it so mm. be aware that it's fucking shit there's nothing you're going to do to change that so everything you do is amazing that's good advice yeah, yeah. I think also in terms of like friends and stuff it's really important that you have your people around who understand you and like they don't have to be gay but it helps to also have like LGBT chosen family who understand the intensity of like your first queer relationship because you have the added layer of like well I know in my case like my first heartbreak um, was like the added layer that we came out together they, yeah. well not together but like we came out very close in proximity and like we were each other's coming out story basically yeah. so like it was nice to have obviously when I lost that person it was nice to have other queer people that I could be like do you understand what I'm going through because we would talk about it and I know that like I've also had queer friends who came out later than me come to me and be like 
here's my story, I'm really struggling. And then I've related to it, because like some of them, it was, I feel like every queer can relate to a first queer heartbreak. Yeah, exactly. It's just like so intense and painful. Also like, I don't think, I think like a lot of the lesbian tropes of like, what a lesbian should be like, in a way like, like stops the idea that you should have boundaries. So like, a lot of like the, the thing that all lesbians stay friends with their exes and this and that, like it doesn't have to be like that, it's not like that for me, it's not like that for you, like. No, not all of them. You know. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> Two of them, sure. Um, but like, for example, like, I actually think, I don't think anyone can like function particularly well if they were literally in love with someone being in contact with an ex like straight away, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and actually Ember brought up a really good point of like, absolutely boundaries and time because. Yeah my first heartbreak was like my first love like we are friends yeah. now but this took like four years of no contact and no friendship yeah. before we could ever get to that place because you have to be fully moved on exactly five hours later somebody said what is a celesbian i would define that as shah oh my god no stop <laughs> i hate that <laughs> i would not consider that i think it's a lesbian is like a famous lesbian so a celebrity lesbian so like sarah okay we're gonna say celesbians include queer women because i feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. they do yeah so like kristen stewart sarah paulson like they don't consider themselves lesbians but they are celesbians they don't consider themselves lesbians. no sarah paulson is queer oh. and i think kristen kristen kristen, kristen stewart <laughs> So like Leisha Haley, Leisha Haley and Kate Manning are celebs. Yeah, I love them. Though they do a podcast, they are us. They are basically us. They have so much energy. We both have Leisha energy, I think. One time, someone was like, "Were you interested?" I was like, "Lesbians." That is you. Lesbians. I really love lesbians. Who's your favorite celebian? Who's my favorite celebian? Oh, it's hard to know. I really love Hayley Kiyoko. Yeah, I knew I you were going to say that. Oh, it's just a little dancing. One time Em messaged, after her breakup, she literally messaged Hayley Kiyoko on Instagram and went, I'm single now. <laughs> hey. Okay, this is a good question. How to know when someone's toxic versus just got normal human baggage trauma? Like where to draw the line with making exceptions for people's shit? Well, I would say if it's, like everyone's flawed, everyone's Everyone got flawed, baggage. Yeah. Like we've all got baggage, we've Everything all done per, yeah. bad things. Like we've both talked about how we are like anxious attachment and trauma in relationships yeah. has made us act in a way that we're not proud of. And yeah. like, it's not great. But I think also, honestly in a relationship, I think it should be like you versus the problem. Yeah. And I've always like thought that was a good mentality. So if somebody is actually like taking out their shit on you and being like, you know, not willing to sit through and work things with you in a mature, like communicative way, I think that becomes a problem. Yeah, And obviously yeah. if there's any abuse involved or like... Yeah, any like physical yeah. abuse or like also I think boundaries is a good way to go. And even if someone breaks your boundaries, doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like there no. might be a boundary that makes sense for you but it doesn't make sense for them. But, like setting like what, where your expectations are and if they can't meet that, then maybe you shouldn't be together, maybe you should not be in contact with them or be in their life they can't meet those boundaries but they may be really fundamental boundaries that they're breaking like personal space yeah. or like saying things to you that are really horrible about your appearance or you like something emotionally abusive which is breaking a fundamental boundary in that case and like it's not okay we've all broken boundaries i mean i know i have yeah. like in my you know like first second uh gay relationships i was so bad with boundaries and yeah. it's something i've had to really work on like 
I definitely was not good at like understanding boundaries and what I mean by that is like if I was because I had quite an anxious attachment like if someone did something that like made me anxious instead of being like maturely able to talk about it I would like almost I don't know I wouldn't understand why they needed to set a boundary with me for example like if they'd like done something and I've been upset and they were like I just need some space right now I'd like cling and like almost run after them yeah I've done that as well before we've all done it so everyone's so fucking flawed but I think if people continuously break your boundaries, continuously don't understand where you're, where you're coming from, yeah. if you're not compatible, or like if it's something really fundamental, then they're probably a narcissist or abusive. Yeah, and I think like understanding narcissism has been one of the best things I've ever done for like red flags in dating. Because I recently had an experience where I was like newly seeing somebody, and the narcissistic traits just like started coming out. Things like pathological lying and just like just manipulative traits that. Yeah like those kinds of people it's unfortunately that's quite sad but it's quite rare they can change and I think like you have to kind of condition yourself especially if you come from like a narcissistic family system or like yeah. an abusive family system to like unlearn that yeah the normal is the normalizing yeah. of that so it's good to like honestly while you're dating just read up on red flags and things to look out for and stuff because it's actually so beneficial to know obviously everyone's flawed and like I did this red flag series yeah. on TikTok, which like actually got quite a lot of engagement, which yeah. I was really happy with. Cause like the main reason was I did it for my baby gay self that like yeah. didn't really know what I was looking out for. And I didn't even think of red flags when I went into it. If I like someone, I like someone, yeah. I would excuse it. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, people will sometimes get like triggered in the comments yeah. and be like, oh, but I sometimes do this. And I'm like, we all sometimes do some of these things. But what I'm saying is if it's like a repeat pattern and there's all these red flags coming into so there's like 12, that's when you're like okay these are like a lot of upsetting behaviors you shouldn't have to tolerate that on a daily basis yeah, exactly like how you feel as well like seeing how it makes you feel because you're constantly sad you're constantly scared you're constantly on edge you're constantly walking on eggshells that's probably like an indication it might be a bit abusive 90 percent of people like probably aren't abusive it's probably just they're flawed and yeah. if your flaw doesn't fit with their flaw you're not right for each other mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you can put in the work and work for it you're not right for each other but in some cases maybe like abusive and treating you not right but there's a fine line really isn't there there sometimes. actually is a fine everyone's line. fucking everyone's been mad that's yeah. true and people can be abusive without being yeah. an abuser i think that's a really important yeah. differentiation like we've all got the capacity to be abusive with our behavior but yeah. when you're like a serial what the, i think especially with people who have like narcissistic traits or abusive traits like there's very much a repeat pattern of these behaviors throughout all their relationships their friendships like it's a continued pattern of the way they treat others and it's quite funny, it's almost like a playbook. They just don't seem to like have the ability to form healthy connections. So I feel like you'll know when it's that versus like, you know, something something just a bit uncompatible. Yeah. Why is that locked? So is that our last question? I think that was our last question. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Gay Panic and our episodes are gonna be every two weeks. And remember, we're, we're all gay, gay and we're, we're all panicking. panicking.